You have downloaded an enhanced podcast with images you can view on your mobile media player or computer using iTunes or Apple QuickTime. This is Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 60A, the second part of our continuing coverage of the Le Mans 24 Hours 2008. All images provided by the car manufacturers, the ACO and Gareth Jones on Speed. That's the sound of all the cars lining up on the grid as they've done their first lap and they're off. The start of the 76th running of the Le Mans 24 hours. Something like 24,000 horsepower crosses the line. This is Guy Jones on speed at the Mans 24 hours with Peugeot. There go the three Peugeots, followed by one of the Audis. At racing speeds, that's the sound of the Aston and the Dome. Oh, that's a happy sound. You probably already noticed that the uh, Peugeots and the Audis make almost no noise whatsoever. And it's the petrol cars screaming. This is quite far back. There we go, Corvettes. The Corvettes really rumble, don't they, Richard? And there go the two Aston Martin DBR9s. Lambo's gone through. Couldn't really hear that as an Aston. Uh, another vet. And here come the Porsches, the 911s. They sound like an angry team of wasps. That base you're getting there is the spiker. Spiker's gone through. There's another spiker. Yeah, they're really rorty, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, rorty. Rorty's the word. That, I think, is one of the real benefits of... Le Mans racing that the cars all sound remarkably different you've got a huge diversity of cars on the grid there you've got 12 cylinder diesels which are practically silent you've got flat sixes you've got V8s you've got turbocharged sixes turbocharged four out there even I think great that's what racing should be all about finding the best package to beat the other guys no matter what shape it takes Right, what have we got then? We've got, so it's Peugeot 123, Audi, Audi, and then the Lola Aston Martin, which is nice. So, sorry, I'm just watching, we've got these little kangaroo things here, so we're watching, all, we're watching a live telefeed on a table that's surrounded by beer. I should explain, a kangaroo is not an Antipodean marsupial, it's a portable well, TV. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it's also a portable TV system that you can rent here at the race, and not only at Le Mans, you can get them at Grand Prix races and NASCAR in the States, and not only does it give you a little 4x3 screen with uh, the TV feed that's broadcast locally, but you can also select in-car shots, and you can choose your favourite car and follow it. Well, I'll do that. I'll do yeah, that live. On. Here we go. So uh, we're looking at the wide right, shot no, now. Pull up, right, I've got the helicopter shot. Right, an Audi. We've pulled up an Audi. Out, so, number one Audi. OK, we're on board with the number one Audi now. Oh, it's lovely. Obviously, if you're watching in black and white, you can't see this. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, trust me, it's really good. Let's have another look. We've got second Audi. And you can also get stat screen up straight away. Let's Third have a look Audi. at the, the first lap. Oh, we've got a Peugeot. Here we Here go. We go. Pull the, uh, uh, you're on that. board with the Peugeot. Which one's that? Is that Sarazan's car? Um, 
Do you know, I don't know. Number no, this, this is a separate feed. I've got a separate feed up here of the number eight Peugeot. It's in the lead. Uh, his last lap were in uh, yep. Lamy's. Lamy's leading. Uh, his last lap was three Lamy. minutes 26, which Point is. 0.624. Frank Montani close behind it. Here they go again. Here go again. How quiet those Peugeots are. You get that sort of spaceship kind of. And there they go, the Audis. Are they noisier than last year? Because I don't remember hearing any engine Not noise last to hear year. You can hear it. You can hear them. And then you can hear petrol. That's the sound of petrol. <laughs> Say again, Richard. Oh, this is superb. I'm watching the feed. I've just seen the uh, Peugeot. It's the number three Peugeot. Well, the third place Peugeot, rather. Uh, just went under the Dunlop Bridge. It's like widescreen through the windscreen with a wiper, the central wiper up the middle. It's fantastic. Look how quickly they're going. Kevin Jones is with us from Peugeot. Kevin, you were telling us something interesting about the windscreen on the Peugeots. They've got tear-offs, haven't they? That's right. I mean, normally in an open throat site, you have tear-offs here. If you're humming, these have actually got tear-offs to the windscreen because after a a period of time, you get fly, you get debris, you get uh, maybe come up behind some dirty cars. You just can't see out of it. And the, when, they che- when the cars come into the pits, they clean the screens and things. And they clean this. When it gets so dirty, they then rip off this thin film of uh, plastic, effectively, and they've got a clean windscreen, you see. How on earth do they adhere so many layers of vinyl or transparent plastic on the screen without getting air bubbles? Any idea? Well, I imagine it's, it's actually built, they actually assemble it, and it's a process of layer that they have manufactured, and they actually put the screen in with these layers on. Because, as you say, to put it on afterwards... We, well, you can't do it, I can't do it. You just get bubbles in it, don't you? Um, so it's assembled with it, and then they just peel it off. So it's six layers, as I understand it, that go through the night. Uh, and it's important as you go through the night with all the lights and the glints that you have a clean screen. It's all in the detail, isn't it? All these little detailed improvements all add up to making your car a race winner. That's right, and if you've got the vision, and uh, these are just safety measures, sensible things, really. But as you say, it's about practicing endurance racing that give you that experience to go and make the best benefit of it, really. Well, let's see how they do. We'll keep you posted here on Gareth Jones on Speed. Uh, just, uh, just a little update. Uh, uh, the, so, the halfway through the third lap, the second lap, um, uh, Lame in the, in the leading Peugeot uh, posted a 3.22, so he, he, he knocked seconds, actual seconds, off his first lap time. Nobody just, likes to show just off, though, Richard. quicker and quicker and quicker. This is brilliant. I know this is very tedious if you're listening to this, but we're watching this in-car of the Peugeot. It's just staggering uh, how quickly they're going. I'm sorry, that sounds so obvious. Well, no, OK, quicker, let's but... just look at the times of the GT1 cars, because... The amazing thing is, if you go to the timing screen, which I think is F4, yeah. Here we go. Can you tell me the the times at the moment of the the GT1 cars? You'll be surprised to see what they're doing. Go on. I'm going to have to scroll down. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. There we go. All right, okay, so. The leading GT1 car, Magnussen, uh, 3.52. How about that, eh? Less than four minutes. Incredible. This is Jos Verstappen. You're listening to Gareth Jones on speed. It's quarter past 11 in the evening now. The cars have been running for a little over eight hours. And Richard and I have moved to our favourite spot, which is not actually in the hospitality on the start-finish straight at all. 
but it's it's by the S's. As you come over the Dunlop Bridge, there's a couple of S's before Tetra Rouge. It's a floodlit area, and the real hardcore fans spend hours out here watching the cars go by, and that's what we're doing. Now, as far as the race goes oh, at the moment... Guess what car that was, did you hear that? Yeah, it that's was, a Corvette, my friend. They, they sound like someone breaking wind as they go past, don't they? <laughs> God. I, either that or it was the salmon I had at lunch and dinner. <laughs> so, um, let's just have a look. Leading the race at the moment is my car, the number seven Peugeot. Yeah, it looks like I backed the wrong one because I said earlier on that uh, the number eight and uh, they had a lengthy pit stop. And, yeah, there's um, some gearbox trouble, I yeah. think, didn't they? Uh, leading LMP2 is Jos Verstappen in the Van Meersteen Porsche Spider. Yes. That's another one for me. And leading GT1, I hate to say this, it's the wrong Aston. It's um, David Brabham's 009 Aston, so I'm a bit disappointed there. Uh, but leading GT2, Mika Salo in the Ferrari. So I'm doing well. So basically, the tip is, if you want to know who's going to do well at Le Mans, listen to Gareth Jones. And if you want to know who's not going to do well, then, then listen to me. Or rather, don't listen to me. I, I just, Yes, I've, bu- I've backed all the donkeys. But, but overall, uh, things are going well. We were just talking uh, about how actually it's been relatively incident-free uh, so far. Yeah, I think eight cars have gone out. In fact, one of them, a Ferrari, the number 78 Ferrari, an Italian one... Um, just ground to a halt underneath the Dunlop Bridge pulled into the Bugatti circuit which is unused directly in front of us the driver struggled to get the car working whilst his team shouted him over the fence for a while he gave up after 20 minutes and as he walked away from the car there was a lovely round of applause yeah we all gave him a little clap it was quite sweet yeah it was really sweet poor bloke you know and he gave a cheery wave but not really a cheery wave but kind of despondent wave but this is, this is my favourite bit, because I wish you could see this. Sometimes I do wish Gareth Jones on Speed was video, not just audio. Because you've got the cars, they come hurtling into this braking zone here. The front brakes are glowing. The numbers on the side of the cars are glowing. The blue lights indicating who is the leader in each category on the side of the cars are glowing. And from the Aston Martin, sparks. Sparks, uh, you get the odd spit of flame. There we go, there's an Aston just gone by, sparking, brake disc glowing. There we go, he goes in. They go in. What's quite weird is they come down this straight and they go into uh, uh, what looks like from here quite a tight left-hander, and, but they take a tight line on the inside rather than sort of going wide and then diving for the apex. They're setting themselves up for the next corner, but uh, they're racing drivers, they know what they're doing. It, look, it looks sort of wrong if you sort of you think about racing principle, but I suppose they do know what they're up to. So, yeah, and it's, it's banked as well, but they just glide round it. it it's, it's quite an interesting corner to watch, but um, you get the sparks from the Astons, you get spits of flame from some of the cars. There's a Lamborghini Merchelago running around that's really gops flame out of its arse when it goes around there. There goes There's the Corvette, Corvette rumbling. Look at it. I don't really like the Corvettes for various reasons I won't go into here. but I like the noise they I make. Like the noise. How can you not like the noise? I think I ought to like the Corvettes. Um, I'm probably going to stay here for a while, actually, until we can get hold of another beer, Richard. Um, yeah, we're all out. There's another Aston sparking. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, oh, look. It's gorgeous. If you've never been to Le Mans, I strongly suggest that you come. And if you can't, you know, blank yourself a trip on an aeroplane in hospitality like we have, get yourself a tent and then come and stay down at the S's like we're doing now because this is the best bit for me. But, you know, Richard, I've got to correct you on what you said about, you know, if you want to find out who's going to win Le Mans, you know, listen to what I say. I could probably tell you who's going to be doing well after about eight hours, but we have got... (laughs) A few more hours to go. 
that bass rumble you heard there wasn't a Corvette, that was Celine. The one Celine. Oh, yeah, we should say as well, uh, we suddenly realised there's no spikers. Yeah, they spikers. seem to have fallen no, off. I know. We don't, we don't know. We've got to find out why, but uh, they've disappeared. We've mentioned before that we've got these kangaroo TV units which have really comprehensive stats broken down the last lap, the each of the classes, the leaderboard. One thing it doesn't have is the retirements. So we can't tell you exactly when the spike has retired, or indeed, have they ultimately retired, or are they just in the pits for a couple of hours? Because well, that yeah. does happen. For a smoke and a pancake. Uh, <laughs> you, just, I, just, while you, we were just talking then, sort of about setting the scene here. The other thing is, it is floodlit down here, which is quite weird, with massive expanses of gravel trap. And uh, there's, there's a bunch of barbecues going on somewhere over there on the campsites and, and there's this sort of smoke drifting across the circuit and being caught by the floodlights and it sort of looks like a, a low mist so it adds to this kind of slightly spooky atmosphere that you get down here uh, uh, the, these pools of light and then the cars spearing off around Tetra Rouge and then heading off to the Mulsanne Strait it is um, it, it's quite extraordinary yeah and the, I'm telling you we're hardened motorsport fans we go to a lot of races but there's nothing quite like this feeling that you get at Le Mans at the start of the race at moments like this in the middle of the night and in the morning when you wake up and find out what's been going on and then at the end of the race it's a series of extraordinary moments I'm looking forward to the next one Hi this is Thomas Enge you're listening to Garrett Jones on speed Just to prove that Richard and I are not lightweights, Richard, tell them what time it is. Uh, the time, according to Gareth's watch, is five past three in the morning. Five past three in the morning, and to prove that not only we're not lightweights, but we're um, we're not easily bored by the motor manufacturer. We're in the Audi hospitality at the moment, just over the Audi garage. And I just thought you might want to enjoy the sound of some Le Mans cars going down the start-finish straight at full chat. If we're lucky, we might just get a Corvette going by in a couple of minutes. It's quiet at the moment. There's a car coming into the pit lane. I can't see what it is yet, just headlamps. And you'll hear another car go down the start-finish straight. Here we go. Fingers crossed for a Corvette. You'll know when a Corvette comes by. Listen. It was the second one of those three, but it wasn't as loud as the very loud Corvette. I think Ron Fellows is in the loudest Corvette. leaving the pit. Dirty, dirty noise. There's another Corvette actually in the pit just to my left. 
And they're in the middle of a driver change, so this could take up to 40 seconds. Here comes the Aston Martin, listen. It's on the limiter, so you don't really hear it at full chance. The wheels are on the Corvette, not all of them. That was the Dome Judd, that last one going by, and here goes the Corvette. different tone to all the other cars just pointing up the differences in the sound of the various Do you cars know what, what you uh, yeah, what you can't hear is as that Corvette pulled out he's got this hot whiff of brake dust and hot oil and it, the air's quite cold now and still at, uh, coming up to 10 past 3 in the morning and uh, yeah you just get these, these intense smells of hard-working cars and they're getting that real sort of patina of dead flies and dirt all over them as well so they look brilliant they're starting to look like proper Le Mans cars yeah. now so that's 12 hours yeah, halfway through yeah they're only halfway through and that, that's about another three pounds of dead flies on the front that they yeah. accumulate It's just before 4.30 in the morning and uh, I don't think Richard and I could stay awake much longer. Um, I'd like to say not that much has happened out on the circuit. Jacques Villeneuve is still leading in the number seven Peugeot. Uh, Tom Christensen second and Ricardo Zonta third in the other Peugeot. Uh, and Mike Rockenfeller, who's currently in the next Audi, is fourth. But it's all gone wrong for Xavier Pompidou just coming yeah, into the yeah, pits. Yeah, another kiss of death there. I'm sorry, Xavier, but uh, I don't know what happened. We... Uh we didn't see that somehow, but he, he somehow stacked it on the way into the pits. And it might then, be something to do with the rain. Well, here's the thing. It's just started raining. It's really quite coming down, and, and uh, that's going to make things a little bit tasty out there. But, yeah, he's, we're just watching this on the telly as it happens, and it's, it's a, although it is actually just we're back in Burjo uh, Hospitality Land. It, this just happened outside the window here. We saw the comedy of errors of Xavier Pompey try to... Um, Tries to then, oh, he's got it going again. Look, he's going. He's running and he's going to make it here. to the pit. Brilliant. Alive, but that car is broken. Very broken. Really is broken. But we can go to bed happy knowing that one of your cars will probably be running when we wake up in about two hours' time. Which one? I mean, I, I don't know. I seem to have cursed uh, all of them. Oh, the wiper works on the, on his car. Look at that. The It'll wiper's right, going then. nicely. And they do need it. It is raining. I think whilst we attempt to sleep, uh, mostly on the floor under a scale electrics uh, table, because uh, uh, <laughs> somebody else has nabbed the sofa. Uh, there may be some interesting developments because it's, it's, it's pelting it down. So we'll, we'll talk to you in the morning when uh, probably quite a lot has happened. So uh, good night, Richard. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jacques. Good night, Tom. Good night, Ricardo. Good night, Mike. Good night, Frank. Good night, Stefan. And I don't know what C-Tinsu stands for, but good night, all the other drivers. This is Guy Jones on speed at the Mans. 24 hours. Morning, race.
Ace fans, morning Richard, how are you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm alright mate. Yeah. You managed to get some sleep then? Yeah, some, uh, as long as you remember that a little still counts as some. I had at least four and a half hours and never woke at once, and I have to thank your inspired idea of putting in earplugs. Yeah, I'm not sure that our other inspired idea that just finding a patch of floor and lying on it was so good. <laughs> I, I, you, you had a corner, maybe that helped. I didn't, I, I was just honestly, lying on, I, by it, a wall. It was a hard floor, but I was unconscious in minutes, so I didn't hear or feel a thing. I, I feel not too bad, if not a little huskier than I was yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just had some bacon and eggs, that helped. Yeah, breakfast is good. Breakfast uh, is good, coffee. Uh, so we're on a, a one stop strategy now before the yeah. end of the race. Yeah, 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 we're just going to yeah, sprint, sprint to the end. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, quarter to ten, and, uh, and we're, we're, well, we're not daisy fresh, but we're here. And that's what counts. About five and a quarter hours racing still to go, and while we were asleep, not an enormous amount happened other than. I think there were a couple of spins in the wet, but all the major players are still running, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are, except that the biggest change is that uh, the, um, the Audi has taken the lead from, from the Peugeot, so it's now Audi, Peugeot, Peugeot, Audi, Audi in the top five. Uh, I don't exactly know how that happened, but I did. I was watching it, and it's rained overnight, and it's still raining a bit, and uh, the track is just that really greasy sort of, it was dry, and then it's drizzled kind of conditions. And, so uh, you can see from the in-cars, watching some of the in-cars, particularly the Peugeots, they look really, really skitterish. I would imagine with that amount of torque, yeah. when it's ever so slightly damp, you're struggling to keep those back wheels going in the same direction as the front end of the car. Amazingly, the gap is only one lap. The leading Audi at the moment has done 298 laps. Yeah, but that's because it's just gone over the line. Watch this, it's going to roll over to 298. The gap is actually like less than two minutes. Brilliant. Which is less than a lap. Less than a lap. So uh, it's squeaky tight there. So, you know, after 19 hours running, they're still within four minutes of each other, which means by the end of the race, yeah, we. we which means that we simply can't call it. We've still got over five hours running to go to know whether or not the people in this Peugeot building behind us are going to be celebrating or commiserating. Well, yeah, one final thing, though, for now is that um, because it's, it's been raining, uh, all the cars are extra filthy, and they look fantastic. They look like weaponry now. They're all mucked up. It's brilliant. I have to say, a bit further down the line in LMP, LMP2, the Van Merksteen car with Jos Verstappen and Jeroen Bleekemolen is still leading the pack. And in GT1, it's the 009 Aston Martin that's only one lap ahead of Jan Magnussen in the Corvette. Yep. And in GT2, it's my lad Gian Maria Bruni in the Ferrari with Mika Salo. So, results. Um, you know, if Peugeot don't manage to do it because of Audi's continued dominance, I have a feeling someone's going to win this race for me. We'll find out in due course. Two hours to go, and the number seven Peugeot is chasing the number two Audi, which has the lead at the moment. But the Audi has just been involved in a collision with a Zytec. We thought there may be some damage. The Audi seems to be staying out and it hasn't come in the pits. But there was a sudden rush of excitement here in the Peugeot hospitality. 
the race isn't over yet two hours to go and Peugeot could yet steal this race from Audi it's so exciting Gareth Jones on speed at the Le Mans 24 hours 2008 Just less than an hour to go, and the 24-hour of Le Mans has really come alive. It started raining, and Nicholas Manassian is still chasing Tom Christensen in the number two Audi. And he's got slicks on, hasn't he, Richard? Did you know that? He's got slicks on, well, Manassian? The, the, yes, yes, he has, because one of the other Persians has put full wets on, but... Uh, Bernissian, when he went in, didn't change tyres as far as I noticed. Um, he believed that it was dry enough, I think, down the other side of the circuit that he could make up the difference. Well, he's already had one spin just a couple of minutes ago, so um, he might be wrong, I think, worryingly. We'll, we'll know in approximately uh, 50 minutes in our time and probably in about 10 seconds in Gareth Jones on speed time. It's genuinely this, quite tense. Yeah, I mean, being in the Peugeot hospitality here... I don't know, it's like waiting for an explosion or something to happen. He goes through now. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Le Mans, 24 hours, 2008. The winners cross the line. I'm standing in a great position to watch Tom Christensen drive the number two Audi towards the finish line. I don't know if he's going to do one more lap because it's 13.58 or 14.58 here in France by Mike. Reckoning. Will he get another lap in? They've actually crossed the line now. Nicholas Manassian simply couldn't catch it. That's it. All done. What a it's all over. Unbelievable. Oh my god, that was extraordinary. It, was it really like, was a remarkable. It was a proper bit of racing towards the end. It was always racing all the way through. You know, sometimes people just romp away and there's so many laps ahead that you know that unless they crash out, there's no chance that, uh, that anyone's going to catch them. But with this, there was always this tiny glimmer of hope that one long pit stop or, or just a spin that took a time to recover from, and the Peugeot in second could snatch victory. And it's, uh, Here it's comes the number eight, Peugeot. That's number eight. The number nine, sorry. That was it. The number eight. Yeah, it's way back. The bad, it's very bad luck. And no, we just also seen the Golf, uh, is that the Aston, was that 007 or 009? That was 007, that one was. OK, 009 has won, uh, won its class. Yay! Yay! And Jos Verstappen has won the LMP2 class yes. in the uh, Van Berksen car. Yes. In a Porsche Spider with Jerome yeah. Bikermolen and Van, you, you Peter Van Berksen himself. If not all of your wish list came true then, in a way. And, yeah, Mika Salo yeah. and Gianmaria uh, Bruni in the Ferrari. So, unbelievably, I, I got most of it right. <laughs> there goes the Charouze Aston Martin, still yeah, running yeah, at the end. Still running. Is that, and there's a Merchelago as well, the Merchelago ran till the end. Is it still it, running too? Well, I, I think it was. Even the dome had gone back out again. Yes, and the Radical running at the end. I think the, the Radical should be done under the Trace Description Act. There's nothing radical about that car. It looks just like the Ferrari 333 SP in the Molo colours. That's not radical. <laughs> I think copycat's a bad name for a car, though. <laughs> what an unbelievable an race, race this is. Genuinely amazing race. Um, 
and uh, how amazingly tired I am as well. But by yeah. God, we enjoyed it. It has been and you, super. And you've got to go, haven't you? I've You're got on to a train. Go, literally, I've got 15 minutes. I've got to be out of here. Get a train to Paris and the Eurostar home. Yeah. So, uh, Richard, you have a, a good train journey back, mate. I've enjoyed the race. Enjoyed broadcasting with you. It's been excellent. I'll uh, see you back at Speed Headquarters in about 12 days' time. Super. Um, in the meantime. I'm going to go and join the throng on the start-finish straight and um, do a bit of celebrating, I think. Have a glass of champagne for me, mate. Uh... I'll have more than a glass of champagne for you. <laughs> See you on the other side of the ditch. Bye, man. Bye-bye. Gareth Jones at speed at Le Mans! Well, I've come down to the start-finish straight, the pit lane as the... National anthem of the United Kingdom rather appropriately rings out for the winners in the various categories up there on this massive podium at Le Mans. Richard is already on a fast train back to Britain. Me, I'm slumming it. I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow morning. But from here at uh, Circuit de la Sarre, uh, this is Gareth Jones reporting for Gareth Jones on Speed. Um, we'll be back with a brand new show in about 12 days' time. Bye, guys, and thanks for downloading. I'm going to get some sleep. Thank you. Congratulations to Alan McNish, Tom Christensen, and Ronaldo Capello for winning this event. Uh, commiserations to Peugeot, but congratulations to their number 17, Nicholas Manassian, Mark Genet, and Jacques Villeneuve for getting that car second on the podium. And the number eight car, Stefan Sarazan, Alexander Wurtz, and Pedro Lamy. In fact, my thanks go to all the Peugeot crew, the drivers, the team, and the PR guys who made this programme possible. Thanks, guys. Merci. You can write to the show on speed at garethjones.tv. Download and subscribe for free at garethjones.tv or the iTunes Store. Mobile TV and race data supplied by Kangaroo TV. Gareth Jones on Speed at Le Mans 2008 was made by Wizbang with the kind assistance of Persia.